Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, in a faraway land called Nara, which was, at the time, the capital of Japan, a prince by the name of Toyonari lived with his wife, who was called Princess Murasaki. They were a noble and good couple. They had been married by their families, as was according to the custom at the time, and they lived together happily ever since. And although their life was full, there was one thing they longed for that they did not have. A child. After much thought, Toyonari and Murasaki decided to make a pilgrimage to the temple of the Goddess of Mercy at Hase. They believed that the Mother of Mercy would answer their prayers. And after years of prayer, they hoped that Hase would come to them in the form of a beloved child. So they went to the temple and stayed for a long time, offering incense and prayers every day in hopes that the Heavenly Mother would grant them the desire of their lives. And so it was that their prayer was answered. At last, a daughter was born to them, and she was the greatest joy of their hearts. They decided to call her Hasehime, to honour the goddess at Hase who had given them this gift. They raised her with care and love and tenderness, and the child grew in strength and beauty and kindness. But when she was five years old, her mother fell ill. All the doctor's medicines could not save her. She told her daughter, Hasehime, I leave this place, and though I will not be here, you must grow up to be a good girl. Do your best not to give trouble to others, especially family. And if your father marries again, look upon her as your mother and be obedient to both her and your father. Be kind to all those around you. Do not forget this. You have made me so proud. Hasehime grew up just as her mother had wished. She was good and kind. And it was not long after that her father married again. His new wife was called Princess Terute. Unlike Hasehime's mother, this woman was cruel and her heart was unkind. She did not love her stepdaughter and was in fact quite mean to her. 
But Hasehime took every unkindness with patience and obeyed her stepmother in every way. She gave her no trouble, so Terute never had cause for complaint against her. Hasehime was a model student. She was good in all her lessons. But her favorite studies were music and poetry. She would practice the koto, also called the harp, every day, as well as the art of writing and verse. By the age of 12, Hasehime played so beautifully that she and her stepmother were summoned to the palace by the emperor. It was during the festival of the cherry flowers that there were a great many festivities at court. The emperor was thoroughly enjoying the season and commanded that Princess Hasehime should perform before him on the koto and that her stepmother, Princess Turute, should accompany her on the flute. The emperor sat on a raised bed before which hung a curtain so that his majesty was not seen by all, for no ordinary subject was allowed to look upon the emperor's sacred face. Hasehime played beautifully, but her stepmother, who was quite a lazy woman and never took any time to practice, could not and had to request one of the court ladies take her place on the flute. This was a momentous disgrace, and she was so furious and so jealous. To think that she had failed where Hasehime had succeeded in the days after, to make matters worse, the emperor showered Hasehime with beautiful gifts to reward her for playing so well at the palace. And then not long after, Terute bore a son. He was called Hiroto. And her disdain for Hasehime grew even more. She would say, If only Hasehime were not here, my son would have all the love of his father. And she allowed this wickedness to grow inside her heart each day. And it grew and grew. Until one day, she found a sorceress who lived just outside a nearby village. What might I help you with, my dear? asked the sorceress. I must be rid of my stepdaughter, Turute replied. Then I shall make you a potion. One that will make her sleep for all eternity. The sorceress began to mix and cackle and chant. But before she handed it to Turute, she said, And what of the price? I shall give you whatever you ask, Turute said. Your ring... Then you shall have it. And with that, Turute handed her ruby ring to the sorceress, and the potion was hers. The next day, when Princess Hasehime and her brother were playing in the garden, Turute brought them a bit of lunch. She poured them each a cup of tea, but each from a different pot. You see, Turute had put the potion in one pot, and in the other, she put just plain tea. Outside, Hasehime was playing with Hiroto in the grass. They had all of his toys of warriors and heroes spread out around them, and Hasehime was telling him stories about each of them. They were laughing and having a lovely afternoon together.
and they became even happier when they saw Terute approaching with a tray of tea and sweet cakes. A bit of sweets for my good and happy children, she said. She had marked them carefully, but as the wicked Terute approached the children, she became so flustered she confused which cup was which. Before she could do anything, Hasehime took one cup and gave it to her little brother. Then she took the other, and they both happily sipped their tea and ate their sweet cakes. Terute watched her stepdaughter closely. But nothing happened. Then suddenly, the little boy let out a terrible shriek and fell into the grass, completely asleep. They tried everything to rouse him, but it was no use. He was sleeping. The doctors said it was the tea that disagreed with him and to let him sleep. They were sure that he would wake. But Terute knew otherwise. And this was how the wicked woman was punished for her terrible wish to be rid of Hasehime. But she did not blame herself. She blamed Hasehime. Her bitterness toward the girl grew every day. And so it went on this way for quite some time. By the time Hasehime celebrated her 13th birthday, she was a celebrated poet throughout the land. Such an accomplishment was held in the highest esteem. Every woman of old Japan worked for such notoriety, but few achieved it. It was rainy season in Nara. There were floods all over. The river Tatsuta, which flowed through the palace grounds, rose to the top of its banks and soon overflowed. It flooded the palace and most of the city. The rushing of water was so fierce that the people were terrified. They would lose their homes and where would they have to go? The emperor too was frightened. It was most disturbing to him that his people could not rest, could not live, and that Nara could be destroyed. It ailed him so, and the emperor grew weak. He felt he had failed his people. All of the holy men in Japan prayed to stop the flood and heal their imperial emperor. But no end came. It was whispered in court circles that Princess Hasehime, the daughter of the esteemed Prince Toyonari, was the most gifted poetess in the land. It was said that long ago a poetess had brought rain upon a land famished with drought by reciting a prayer in verse. If Hasehime were to write a poem and recite it in prayer, would she stop the flood? And when the whispers reached the ears of the emperor himself, he sent an imperial order to Prince Toyonari. And when he told his daughter what was requested of her, Hasehime was astonished, and she was fearful. For what if she failed? To have such a weight placed on her young shoulders, it was a heavy burden. She wrote. 
and the words flowed. But unlike the angry river, they were peaceful. When she had finished, she sprinkled gold dust upon the paper, and together with her father, they went to the banks of the roaring river. Hasehime got as close as she could and began. She raised her hands to the sky and recited her poem as a prayer. The river quieted and withdrew with each verse. When Hasehime had finished, the river Tatsuta was once again the quiet, beautiful sight it had always been. The water drained from the city and the townspeople rejoiced and the emperor's strength was returned to him. He was so pleased that he anointed Hasehime with the rank of Chinjo, or Lieutenant General. From that moment on, she was called Chinjo Hime, or the Lieutenant General Princess. And she was loved and respected by all. Except for one, who was not at all pleased. Hasehime's stepmother was mortified at her stepdaughter's success. Jealousy burned in her heart. And she didn't have to wait long to put one last plan into motion. Hasehime's father was called away on business, leaving her alone with Terute. And the wicked woman ordered one of the men who worked for her to take the girl into the mountains and leave her there. She ordered him to be sure there was no way for Hasehime to find her way home, for the girl had been bad, and this was the only way to avoid disgrace falling upon the family. The man, called Katoda, was forced to obey his mistress, but he knew that this was a lie. And so he decided in his master's absence to pretend to obey Terute and take Hasehime into the mountains. He had known Hasehime since her birth and never would he harm even a hair on her head. Hasehime thought there was something odd at being sent away alone and with no reason. But she knew there was no good in protesting. So she went. When they had reached the mountains, Katoda told Hasehime all that her stepmother had ordered him to do. The girl was quite frightened, but he comforted her and told her he would not leave her. Together with his friends who were farmers in the region, Katoda built a small cottage for them. He had secretly sent for his wife and she soon arrived, and they did all they could to take care of Hasehime and to keep her safe. The princess knew her father would come for her and set all things right. Months passed, and finally Prince Toyonari returned home from his travels. Terute told her husband that Hasehime had done something terrible and had run away for fear of punishment. Everyone in the house told him the same story, that the princess had suddenly left and they did not know why. Prince Toyonari was sick with worry. 
He knew he must find his beloved daughter, but to protect her from scandal, he also knew he must keep her absence quiet. He searched everywhere he could think, but to no avail. That night, he told his men to ready for a hunt. They should leave at sunrise. Prince Toyonari rode hard and fast toward the Hibari Mountains. Soon, he was so far ahead of his men, he found himself alone in a beautiful valley. He slowed his horse to admire the scenery. Up on one of the hills, he saw a tiny house. Toyonari thought perhaps he should ask the inhabitants if they had seen his daughter. He turned toward the house, and when he was close, he heard a voice reciting verse. It was clear as day, and he knew in an instant it was his beloved Hasehime. He ran to her and took her in his arms. Hasehime, my darling child, I have found you. Father, she cried, I knew you would come. Toyonari held her close, tears streaking down his face. They embraced. I would have never stopped looking for you to the end of the earth and back. Katoda came out from the cottage and saw the prince. You found us. Prince Toyonari and Katoda embraced. When I learned not only my daughter was gone, but you as well, Katoda, it seemed to me that something was not right. I told no one and rode out as soon as the sun rose. It was then that the prince's men caught up to him. They were astonished to see Hasehime, and they rejoiced. The men sat and ate the meal Katoda had prepared. And while they dined, Hasehime told them all the story of what had happened. Treachery! cried the prince. Let us return home at once! He sent one of his men ahead to announce that the princess had been found and to ready the house for a celebration. He was also told to have Princess Terute locked up until the prince returned and decided what to do with her. But when the man arrived, Terute overheard him say that Hasehime had been found. And terrified of what her husband might do now that her treachery had been discovered, she fled. And nothing more was ever heard of her. Katoda was rewarded the highest promotion, and he and his wife stayed with Prince Toyonari and Hasehime for the rest of their days. And when the winter had thawed, and the cherry blossoms bloomed, and the house had been purged of Terute's wickedness, Hiroto awoke. They had many celebrations for the young boy. And when word came that the emperor himself would like to invite the prince and his children for a celebration at the palace, they were honored. Hasehime, her father and brother, went to the palace that very week, and it was there that she met the emperor's son. They were quite taken with one another. Hasehime performed a new poem for the emperor and for his son, and it was not but a year later that they were married. 
and they lived happily ever after. The end. Good night, children.